0: Hi everyone, this is Scott Lutz, and today we are in Acts, chapter 27, verses 1 through um, 44. Paul sails for Rome. When it was decided that we would sail for Italy, Paul and some other prisoners were handed over to a centurion named Julius, who belonged to the Imperial Regiment. We boarded a ship for edirath about the... to sail for ports along the coast of of the province of Asia, and we put out to sea. Aristarchus, a Macedonian from Thessalonica, was with us. The next day we landed at Sidon, and Julius, in kindness to Paul, allowed him to go to his friends so they might provide for his needs. From there we put out to sea, and again passed to the Lee of Cyprus, but, but, because the wind was winds were against us, when we had sailed across the open sea, of off the coast of Cilicia and Pamphylia, we landed at Myra and in Lycia. There, the Centurion found an Alexandrian ship sail, sailing for Italy, and put us on it, on board. We made slow headway for many days and had difficulty arriving off Canidus. When the wind did not allow us to hold on our course, we sailed to the lee of Crete, opposite Salmon. We moved along the coast with difficulty and came to a place called Fairhavens, near the town of La Saint-Licia. Much time had had been lost, and sailing had already become dangerous because by now it was after the fast, so Paul warned them, men, I can see that our voyage is going to be dangerous and bring great loss to ship and cargo to our lives also. But the centurion, instead of listening to what Paul said, followed the advice of the pilot and the owner of the ship, since the harbour was unsuitable to winter in. The majority decided that we should sail on hoping to reach Phoenix and winter there. This was a harbor in Crete, facing both southwest and northwest. The Storm When a gentle south wind began to blow, they thought they had obtained what they wanted, so they weighed anchor and sailed along the shore of Crete. Before very long, a wind of hurricane force, called the northeastern, called the northeaster, or, swept down from the island. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind. So we gave way to it and was driven along. As we passed to the lee of a small island called Kada, we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure. When the men had ho- hoisted it aboard, they passed ropes around the ship itself to hold it together. Fearing that they would run aground on the sandbars of Citrus, they, were, they fought, lowered the sea anchor and led, let the ship be driven along. We took such a violent battering from those storm that the next day, they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. Then neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and the storm continued raging. We finally gave up all hope of being saved, and the men had gone a long time without food. Paul stood up there before them and said, Men, you have taken my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage, because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night an angel of the God who, who's, whose I am and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid. Paul, you must stand trial before Caesar.' and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. The Shipwreck On the fourteenth night, we were still being driven back across the Aradic Sea, when about midnight the sailors sensed They were approaching land. They took soundings and found that the water was 120 feet deep. A short time later, they took soundings again and found it was 90 feet deep. Fearing that they would be dashed against the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for daylight. In an attempt to escape from the ship, the sailors let the lifeboat ...down into the sea, pretending they were going to lo- to lower some anchor- anchors from the bow. Then Paul said to the centurion and the soldiers, "...unless these men stay with the ship, you cannot be saved." So the soldiers g- cut the ropes that held the lifeboats, lifeboat and let it fall away. Just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last fourteen days... He said, "You have been in constant suspense, and have gone without food. You haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head." After he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then, them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. They were all encouraged and ate some food themselves altogether they were 276 of us on board when they had eaten as much as they wanted they lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea then when the daylight came they did not recognize the land but they saw a bay with a sandy beach where they decided to run the ship aground if they could cutting loose the anchors they left them in the sea and at the same time untied the ropes that held the rudders. Then they hoisted the foresail to the wind and made their for the beach. But the ship struck a sandbar and ran aground. The bow struck for fast and would not move, and the stern was broken to pieces by the pounding of the surf. The soldiers planned to kill the prisoners to prevent any of them from swimming away and escaping. But the centurion wanted to spare Paul's life and kept them from carrying out their plan. He ordered those who, who could swim to jump overboard first and get to land. The rest were to get there on planks or on pieces of the ship. In this way, everyone reached land in safety. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father in heaven, I just praise you. I thank you for everything you've done. I ask that you watch over us and keep us safe. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.